This is GM Word of the Week, and I'm Fiddleback. Coral. You lash out with your sword, which passes right through the tentacled cat-like beast as if it's not there. Suddenly, you're knocked aside and huge gashes open in your side as something attacks you from the flank. Something unseen. Alright, time for a change of pace. Let's talk about monsters. Specifically, a monster whose name I'm not allowed to mention. But I will give you a hint. It is a six-legged, cat-like beast with tentacle shoulders that projects an illusion that makes it appear to be displaced from its actual location. It is a displaced beast, if you get my meaning. So the thing is, this beast, it's been part of Dungeons & Dragons forever, or at least since the Greyhawk supplement written by Gary Gygax and Robert Kuntz in 1975. It has since then appeared in every edition's monster manual so far. There it is, right on page 81 of the 5e monster manual. It was considered so iconic by Wizards of the Coast that along with certain other beasties, it was classified as product identity and not released under the open gaming license. That's right. You just can't use the beast that shall not be named in your RPG unless you're Wizards of the Coast. Or unless you're Paizo and you're clever and you know where E. Gary Gygax ripped off the thing I'm talking about from. Which brings us to the actual word of the week. Way, way, way back in 1939, a science fiction author with the amazing name of A.E. Van Voigt published a short story called Black Destroyer, in which the sterilized all-male crew of the science vessel, the Space Beagle, lands on a planet and encounters these terrible, psychic, six-legged, tentacled cats called Coral. The sentient evil beings deceive the crew and hang out with the scientists in order to learn more about them. But eventually, they give in to their hunger and feed on the humans. The humans eventually figure out that maybe the tentacled black alien creature is the one eating them. And then the alien kills itself. Anyway... In the fourth part of the Pathfinder Adventure Path Legacy of Fire, entitled The End of Eternity, Paizo included a coral as an alien creature that came to Galerion via a magical portal and feeds on the id of other sentient creatures. Which is also what the coral fed on in the voyages of the Space Beagle. Except, weirdly, Id did not refer to some sort of psychological construct. It was phosphorus. No joke. Id was just phosphorus. That's how the Space Beagle crew proved the alien was the one murdering them. There were other stories of the Space Beagle, a reference to the ship Charles Darwin made his world-changing journey aboard, 
which inspired all sorts of other things, including many episodes of Star Trek. But it is interesting to end with another legal battle. See, there was this other evil alien called the Ixtal, which came aboard the ship and started implanting people with parasitic eggs in their abdomens. And they actually bore a striking similarity to a certain xenomorph, which, by the way, just means alien-shaped. It was a movie about an alien, which spawned a sequel about more aliens, and eventually led to me trying to beat my 15 bucks out of a theater manager while the end credits to Prometheus rolled. Now, while Ridley Scott and the folks behind Alien insisted they were not in any way inspired or influenced by the Ixtal that attacked the Space Beagle, there was a lawsuit for plagiarism, but it never went to court. Instead, it was quietly settled out of court. So you can be the judge. Meanwhile, one might also wonder about the Zill that appeared in the 1981 Fiend Folio, and eventually in the third edition Monster Manuals, who lay parasitic eggs in the chest cavities of their victims. What a weird coincidence. How do you use this stuff in your game? Well, I actually want to go back and talk about the original monster I started talking about whose name I dare not utter. Because there's a lot of in-game lore about the damn thing. Its pelt is used for making magical items based on illusions. Its eyes are said to have magical powers that mask the bearer's location. It is the mortal enemy of blink dogs, which are teleporting magic dog creatures. And so on. And I have to be honest, I kind of miss some of this crap. Not the specifics, but I like the idea of bits of monsters being useful for things or saleable. In point of fact, in my current Pathfinder game, the PCs are often able, with the use of the right profession and craft skills, to harvest useful bits for magical creatures which they can then sell to wizards, alchemists, and artificers. It's actually a really cool way to put treasure in the game. My displacer beasts don't carry around money, but those pelts and eyes fetch a decent price if they are harvested well. Though, it's not like you can get a whole game out of hunting monsters for their useful bits. Right? That'd be silly. This has been the GM Word of the Week. It was written by the Angry GM and recorded and produced by me, Fiddleback. You can find more at theangrygm.com and madadventurers.com. 